and welcome to this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. I am your host, the Queen Parker J., and thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are going to be talking to my returning guest, co-host, and contributor today, John Fugler. He is the author of Fresh Faith, and that we highlighted a couple of years ago now. And so I'm excited to have him back as we talk about helping you gain freedom. What type of freedom am I talking about? Financial freedom? Freedom from pain, mental anguish, what type of freedom? How do you know if you're in bondage if you really think you're free? There are so many things and so many questions to this topic that I'm so glad John took time out of his schedule to come be with us today. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest co-host and contributor, John Fugler. John, how are you doing today? Doing great, Parker. It was two years ago. That is amazing. It's hard, hard to believe. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, it does fly. We've met since then, but when you had that book out, it was during the pandemic 2020, Mm -hmm. and you really spoke to our listeners about really taking captive the time that we have because we would never have this time again to gain a closer and more intimate relationship with God, which is one of the tenets of your ministry anyway, is gaining a more intimate relationship with the Lord. And today, I can't help but see how needed this topic is because we're going to be talking about pathways to freedom. Most people don't even know that they're not free. And oftentimes freedom is in the context of living my life the way I want to live it or doing what I want to do or being free from government restrictions, things of that nature. But we're talking about something deeper than that. What would you say would be the number one problem that maybe our listeners have when they are analyzing what they mean by freedom? Mm. Well, I think that it affects us all in different ways. When we think of what I call pain points, primary pain points, I've called it, I guess it's the PPP and it's not the PPP loan. (laughs) It's not that. These are pain points that just, they just get to us. You know, things like stress or fatigue or hurry, uh, loneliness, lack of purpose. How about digital addiction? We can get uh, enslaved by our our digital devices here. Burnout, weak faith. Think of guilt and fear and worry and failure and addictions and sadness and that habitual or secret sin. All of these things are pain points that now that I've got listeners all depressed after hearing this, we better get, get some answers, right? But we think that wow, this is really weighing down on me. And I think these days coming out of COVID and with all the tensions going on in not only our nation, but now the world, we feel that stress. Uh, We feel that fatigue, maybe that hopelessness or discouragement. And as believers, we say, I'm not supposed to feel that way. I'm a child of God. I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. We do this faith walk together. Why do I feel these things? And before we know it, these things dominate our lives. And those are the the pain points that can bring us into that lack of freedom, that imprisonment. I, I think we've all been there at one or more times in our lives. What's interesting about what you said is how you expanded those pain points, not just to personal, but to the world, because our pain points do intersect with what's going on in the world today. Notably for the West, we are all eyes glued onto Russia and the Ukraine. 
And we're so depressed by this. We see all the images coming out of the Ukraine. We are bombarded by misinformation, too much information. And it's so many things that's happening. And then we may have a good day and feel guilty about having that good day because someone else over in the Ukraine or some other part of the world isn't having a good day. I can remember recently, John, a Twitter user said, why is everyone reading fiction when there's so much going on in the world that's wrong? And they were specifically referring to the Ukraine and Russia war. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, are you late to the party? (laughs) (laughs) Things have been going wrong since the fall, sweetheart. But (laughs) I couldn't tell her that. She doesn't know me from the man on the moon. But I can see why she was so disturbed that people would want to escape reality, escape these things, because they are depressing. But like you said, they're pain points. And pain points are a sign that something is wrong. So we have this depression. We have stress. We have digital addiction, as you said. We also have private sins that no one knows about until they become very public. All these things are happening. What is the solution? Well, and you mentioned those things, too. And it's not like, oh, pick one. Oh, um, fatigue. Well, that's my pain point. No, it's, these are like layered on each other. Exactly. So we're hit by three or four, and maybe it's different each day, and we have to learn how to deal with that. And I would contend that these pain points, which don't feel very spiritual at all, and one of them could, is, is even health, health issues. That's a pain point, and that brings us down, too. But I would say that the problem is, is spiritual. The problem is spiritual, and it's, it's separation from God. Our fellowship with God is either broken or it's weakened or it's just not what we really want it to be. Because a lot of times we take these things that are the pain points, uh, say failure or fear or discouragement, and we, we try all these solutions that don't include Jesus, and we wonder why they don't work, or they work for a, a certain amount of time. But then we're back to where we were, because I know myself, I'm a, I'm a sinful guy, and I will go back into my prideful, sinful ways if I don't take the freedom that Jesus offers. And I think as we've considered these, these things that I've listed, they really fall into to three categories. Before I uh, go into solution, I think it's easier to picture these in, in three categories rather than say, wow, I got, I got 50 things I got to worry about here that are pain points. But the three things I would say, one is performance. And man, that's where I am really uh, have a soft spot there. Why are we hurrying? Because we want to get things done. We want to work and serve Jesus. Why are we burned out? Because we just want to go after it and, and really serve the Lord. And the way I perform for him is equal to my relationship with him. And so we, we get into this performance mode. And that really is the world I come out of because I'm, a, I'm an athlete, former athlete. I don't do it well anymore. But um, we have performance is in the way. Second is, and some of these areas I've mentioned are unconfessed sin is another area. And maybe unforgiveness is weighing us down, and we need to confess that. But unconfessed sin is a second area, and I think uh, confession and repentance are the solution to that. And then, then there's that third area that is a pain point, and it really is pain. And pain is, is maybe you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, and you're mad at God, and you don't understand that. Uh, maybe you're going through something right now, financial hardship, and you're upset with the Lord. 
and and you're going, man, God, you're supposed to be faithful, and you're supposed to be providing, and I'm not being provided for, and and so there's there's that pain, there's that pain, the real legitimate pain, and the solution to that is healing. So if we take performance, the solution is putting that relationship with Christ first. Unconfessed sin, the solution is confession and repentance. And then in the area of pain, the solution is healing. So instead of taking a look at all these things that are pain points, like you feel like a pin cushion, boing, 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 taking them into these three categories helps us to deal with it further. And I really believe there's a specific solution that we have in dealing with these pain points. I like how you categorize the major elements of these pain points, performance, unconfessed sin, and pain, because no one wants to be in pain. No one wants their private sins aired, and people want to appear to be a certain way. Those all come back to our sinful nature that we constantly fight against every day. And these things are important for us to highlight because we want you, we, myself and John, we want to be free from these things. And John may have a better grasp on it, but I can almost bet there are some days you fall right into a pattern that you don't want to fall into. I know for myself, dealing with pain, I tend to keep it in, keep it in, keep it in, and then all of a sudden it explodes in this odd way and I shut down. But we don't want to be that way. We don't want to. So these are just some solutions to the problem. Now, here's the thing, and John, I would love for you to expand on this. Some of the things that you mentioned seem to be external problems, but they really are spiritual. And they're spiritual problems because the adversary uses these things to strip away our relationship with Christ. He uses them to destroy you in some manner, and he uses them to do anything to keep you away from the living waters that Christ has for us. Exactly. And I know some of your listeners saying, well, you know, not everything fits in those three categories. You know, I, I lost my, my mom a couple weeks ago, and that doesn't fall into those categories. You know, that's not unconfessed sin, but there's pain there. That's, that's real pain, and you need healing. And so not to categorize everything, but to really at least narrow it down when we notice the, those, those pain points in our life. And right now, Parker, for me, I'll tell you what's got me is fatigue. Fatigue, and I'm dealing with it. I, I feel like uh, you mentioned the Russia-Ukraine war, and in a ministry I serve with at uh, TWR, Transworld Radio, we're producing programming to help minister to those people right now. And I feel like I'm living through that war every day, and it's fatiguing me. And I realize I've got to step back and apply the solution that I've been teaching other people with Fresh Faith 24-7. I need, to do, I need to do that myself. So taking a deep breath. And really, here's the solution. And this is going to sound so trite, but it's so true. And as we take off the layers here and, and look deeper, you'll see what I mean. I believe the solution is knowing Christ. Knowing Christ. And not just knowing Christ, but knowing Christ, if you could see me on, on the air right now, you'd understand that. But uh, I came to know Christ in, on January 7th, 1973. Okay, that's when I first knew Christ. And I've been knowing Christ more deeply, more intimately with 
more of who I am and more of who he is and to really know him ever since that. It's been an up and down experience. But in the last five years, I've understood more of what knowing Christ is. Paul, the Apostle Paul, who was a great leader and who was a pioneer of the faith, strong believer, and he said this in Philippians 3.8, which is my life verse. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And I say, Paul, you, you know Christ, don't you? He says, no, I want to know Christ. Two verses later, he, he emphasizes it. He says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. But even for Paul, that knowing Christ is an experiential knowing. He went through so much in his service for the Lord. And knowing Christ was at the foundation, at the core, and it needs to be at the core for us. And we need to understand what it means to know Christ. And that's what gives us the freedom from the bondage of these, these things that are those pain points and give us the freedom that Christ has to offer as we know him. And we want to know him like he wants us to. I say it at Fresh Faith 24-7, we're a movement of believers desperate to know Jesus. One thing about having an intimate relationship with Christ is the more you know him, the sweeter he grows. And there's a song that says that, and it says, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. And that's because our will becomes enveloped into his will. And pretty soon he gives us what we want, but it's in his will. We always say, thy will be done. But more often than not, we're saying, okay, God, I love you, but do what I want you to do. As if he's a bellhop, as my mother would say, but he's not. He's the no. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. One thing that you said I would love for you to kind of really expand on is when you say to know him. And I would love you to use one of the most underestimated examples of that. And that's through the vehicle of merit about knowing someone. Go ahead and expand on that so our listeners really get an idea of what we're talking about. Sure, sure. And I've uh, been married 43 years. And I'll tell you, we, as, as we look back on the phases of that marriage, my wife and I, we, we thought we knew each other when we were first married. And we look at newlyweds and, and they're all happy together. And we go, oh, you don't really know each other yet. <laughs> so <laughs> we get to know each other as we spend time together, as we ask questions, as we listen. That's a novel thought, isn't it, guys? As we listen, understand, and dig further into our spouse's personality and likes and dislikes and their spiritual life. You know them intellectually and physically and emotionally, and there's that connection. And as time goes along, if we really work at getting to know that person, not just from an intellectual standpoint, but experientially, you go out together, you do activities together, you in the different contexts, you do things together, and you get to know each other in different environments. So that's that's kind of the human level of knowing. I have a book that uh, you'd be happy to know. It's been sitting in my computer for about three years now, Parker. <laughs> so hit me over the head and say, John, get that thing out. <laughs> um, but it's all about this whole idea of knowing. And what does it mean? I did a whole word study on knowing. And I, I'm really looking forward to getting that out. But how can we know 
Christ as he wants us to. That's the how. I've said there's the solution, and I guess we should pursue how to do that. And I have three things that are not going to be rocket science, and they're really foundational. You're going to say, well, I could have named those three things. Well, good. It's, that's how we follow up with these three things. And the first thing we have to do to know Christ as he wants us to is you have to take time. You have to take time. It's not about checking off the devotions box. Ah, I had my quiet time with the Lord this morning. We spent 30 minutes together. Check that off going through the day. Um, it's a commitment to carve out blocks of time to enjoy Jesus. Enjoy Jesus. You read the Word. You pray. You meditate on His words uh, throughout the Gospel. Get into His life through the Gospels. When I refer to time, I also mean it takes periods of time. I mean, not just this half hour that you have or time with the Lord during the day, but it takes months and years. Like my 43-year-old marriage, it's, it, takes, it takes a long time. You get to know someone over time, and, the, and it's the same with Jesus. It takes time. As you grow in your knowledge and experience of him, you get to know him. And that's the adventure. We're never, we're never going to know Jesus fully till we meet him in heaven. Every step of the way in this knowing is exciting. Our time with the Lord in the morning, if our morning devotions isn't a chore, but it becomes an enjoyment, a time with him, and the journey gets better and better. But don't expect instant results. All of a sudden, you're not worried, and all of a sudden, you're not lonely, and all of a sudden, you're not sad. No, it's not instant. The more you get to know Jesus and spend that time with Jesus, then experience that freedom. As you spend time with Jesus and not expect instant results, you're learning something new, and that is how to have a relationship with Jesus. So that is the first thing that you have to do is take time, not just the quantity of time, but the quality of time, not just checking it off. So when I say that, it it just needs to be really special relationship time. That's above all. If, If we don't do that, then I think it's hopeless. We're not going to get to know Christ as Paul did. The second thing is this. You have to be tenacious. (laughs) We have to be tenacious because things will get in the way of your, your relationship with Christ. We all have stones we're trying to clear away in our lives. And maybe the stone is the, the loneliness or the fatigue or the stress or the worry or sleep problems. We're trying to clear away those stones so we can have that time with Jesus. And these stones are going to tend to come back and roll in the way again. We may have fear. We may have discouragement. The, the, that digital addiction is going to sneak up on us again, and it keeps coming back into our lives. So, man, we have got to be tenacious. And I'm still nagged by performance Christianity. It keeps crawling back into my life, and I have to remember that I'm not earning my relationship with Jesus. I'm not earning Jesus' love. It's, it's him loving me and unconditionally, and I'm not performing for that. I spent so many decades living that performance way that I have to fight it all the time, but less than I used to. And for you, there might be one big boulder that keeps rolling down the hill in front of you. Deal with it. Be tenacious. Don't give up. Turn to Jesus, your Savior, to help you work through it. This isn't a once and done this is, we are uh, prideful, sinful people. And so some of these things get in the way and they keep coming back and we need to deal with them. So be, don't give up. So first thing, take time. Second is, is be tenacious. 
in your relationship with Jesus. Be tenacious to clear those boulders that are in the way. And the third thing is kind of related to to number two, and that is to put forth the effort. Knowing Christ like Paul did isn't driven by self-effort, but you have to put the effort forth in the relationship. So why I'm trying to get away from this performance thing, there's got to be some action that we take, okay? Just like any relationship. If, if we don't put in the effort, then forget it. We'll stall. We'll go back to the old habits that end up in that cold relationship with Jesus again. Explore the word like you never have before. I mean, really open it up. The Bible gives us a glimpse of our Savior throughout the Gospels, and it's good to stop and dig and dig. Explore his character. Study his actions. Get into that that scene where he's teaching the parables. Be there when he feeds the 5,000, and just stop there and think about it. Read every word. Meditate on it. And, man, it's going to open things up, and you're going to see Jesus in a new way. It's a 3D relationship. When I started my journey about five years ago of knowing Christ more deeply than I had for decades before, I spent a year in the Gospel of Luke, and it was absolutely amazing. I think it was a one-month study guide, and it took me a year. (laughs) And then I spent another year in the Gospel of John, and those were rich months. I uncovered more about Jesus than I ever had before. So explore the word. That's part of putting forth the effort and then pray. Pour your heart out to Jesus. Just empty it before the Lord. And before you know it, as you do this on a regular basis, you're going to know Christ. You're going to know things about him. You're going to feel like you've got a relationship that's stronger and more intimate because it is stronger and more intimate and you're getting to know Jesus. So that is the answer know Christ and go to Philippians 3.8 and 3.10 and, and look at those verses, that's the answer to tending to those pain points, tending to those obstacles of things that really are, are after you and uh, dealing with the problem that really is spiritual. Well, I've just preached a three-part sermon, so Parker, uh, back to you. I enjoyed listening to you, and I wanted to make sure that we had a chance to simmer on what you're saying, because someone out there listening to this podcast is experiencing these things. Recently on Facebook, I shared that our pastor wants to put churches in college towns here in Michigan, two of the rival universities, U of M and then uh, Michigan State, so the Spartans and Wolverines. And nice little rivalry, just in a sports level. And my pastor is a sports addict. He loves sports, particularly football, very much into it. And he said, but when he went there, so many of the college students were empty, Mm. extremely so. And it's an exciting opportunity to use what God has already given us, which is himself, and reach it out to give it to someone else. And one of the stories that came from the outreach services that he's doing right now is a young lady from the Netherlands talked about how she came to America to excel in field hockey. And she experienced depression, never measuring up and other things. And, you know, in the Netherlands, Christianity is, if it's not dead, it's it's hidden there, right? (laughs) But she said, I didn't even know I needed God. And all these things happened that led her to at least ask the questions about God. She did not have a profession of faith, but she started to at least consider that. 
and she's just one of hundreds of college students with the same story. There are people who don't even know what sin is because we're taught to do whatever makes you happy, not understanding that sin is an offense to God, that he is offended by our sin. Yes, he forgives us, but he calls us to holiness, but it's not performance, as you say. So it's about knowing God, deeper intimacy, deeper relationship, deeper digging down into this thing called, I am a child of the king. Mm -hmm. And then taking that and sending it to someone else. And so I'm encouraged by what you were saying, and I want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and say it. If people want to get in contact with you, and they like what you just said, where can they find you online? Well, uh, one of the things that I've done for the past year is to help people know Christ. My passion is to help a million believers know the Christ of the cross. That's, that's my goal before I, before I leave this world. And I say the Christ of the cross because not just the Christ on the cross, that's a moment in time. The Christ of the cross is the eternal Jesus who is there before the beginning of time and there to the for eternity. He's the eternal Jesus. I wanna I wanna help million believers know know Jesus. And so what I've what I've got is a, a devotional. It's a every uh, three times a week I send out first thing in the morning a sixty second read. Okay, this is a short nugget thought to help you know Christ. Total objective is to help you know Christ. And if you'd like to receive that, it comes out every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning. It, it'll get there before you get up in the morning. And it's, it's not to replace your time with the Lord, but it's to spark it, and it's to set it in motion, and it's to help you be thinking about the kinds of things that will help you know Christ. It's called Fresh Bread for Fresh Faith. And if you want a slice of fresh bread in the morning for fresh faith, then just go to my website, freshfaith247.com, and click on Fresh Bread. Sign up for it, and you can be one of those who receives it three times a week. Enjoy it, taste it, consume it, and then a few days later, your next slice of fresh bread will show up. I want to make that available to you. So together, hey, we can go through this together. It's a knowing Christ thing we're not supposed to do alone. We're doing it together. I'm on the journey with you. So go for it, freshfaith247.com, and click on fresh bread, and you'll get some fresh bread for fresh faith. And who doesn't love the smell of fresh bread? Who doesn't love to eat warm bread out of the oven with butter melting on it? Or if you like honey, cream cheese, whatever. We love the taste of fresh bread. Mm. And imagine taking that experience in the natural and putting it into the spiritual. So I hope you are encouraged today, dear listener, by what John said today. And make sure you follow him online and get your taste and your slice of fresh bread every time you log on. John, of course, it's been wonderful having you again. Thank you so much for answering the call to be on my podcast once more. And I always enjoy having you. And I cannot wait to have you back and have you back real soon. Thank you, Parker. It's been a, it's been a joy and uh, it's wonderful to get to know you over the last couple of years and continue the great ministry that you have. You're touching a lot of people for Jesus. Thank you so much, John. And we were talking today to John Fugler. Make sure you follow him online at Fresh Faith 24-7. Just simply Google it, and you'll be able to find him there. I love what he said about these pain points and these pain points that all of us experience in three broad categories, but I'm pretty sure you can find your pain point there. And guess what? The cure for pain isn't medicine. 
it's a cure, and that's in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. You have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day, and God bless.